0: Hey, Alex here. This is the last part, part four, of my interview with Chris Hansen. Why was the series so long? Because the value I saw for you as a listener was immense. I mean, he learned to trade on his own and was able to retire by 41. That's incredible. To have the skill to earn money from anywhere on the planet that has internet connection, we could all use that skill to change our lives. So enjoy part four of my interview with Chris Hansen And make sure to go back and listen to part one again all the way through to truly soak in all the information. So hearing you talk just a little bit, I mean, about some of the some of the different things that tie into the way that you're thinking about uh, either your investments or lack thereof. Do you? Because you produce your you produce your podcast episodes about once a month, correct? Right. So there's a lot of things that happen within the month before you produce your episodes. So do you do those impact your trades at all, or do you focus mainly on the technical analysis side of it? Like, do you the 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 federal the the FOMC has minutes this week? Does that impact your trades at all, or do you do you just uh, focus on the focus on the prom queen, and it doesn't matter what happens around around that.
1: So the prom queen will show up regardless of that. Oh, okay, <clears throat> right. So the prom queen takes all that into consideration. So when you go look at around the FOMC minutes, um, they usually get released on a Wednesday at about not not that I follow the stuff, but about two p.m. Eastern on a Wednesday usually. And if you go look at any chart you want, um, maybe a few hours going into that, the market looks like it's dead. It just vibrates. There's very little movement. Watch the, if you, if you look at charts, pull up a one minute chart on the S&P 500, look at spy if you're looking for a ticker Yeah. and watch it for about an hour, a couple hours before the fed minutes get released. You just go back in time and look at this stuff and you'll see that it just vibrates. It's not moving much at all. And you can tell the minute it gets released because it'll go, it'll run way up and then run way down or, you know, it'll go one way and then the other, and then it'll reverse and start going in that direction. Um, but to me, that's not tradable, and so whatever the Fed's going to do, there's there's Harvard MBAs that are a hell of a lot smarter than I am. They can figure all that out, and when they do that, they're pushing in bazillions of dollars. I'm just pushing in. You know, I, I got a, I have a a lot less zeros than they do. Um, It's still a sizable amount for an individual, but it's way under what the big, you know, the mutual funds and the hedge funds and the pension funds are pushing around. All right, They can't hide their tracks.
0: Right, right, right.
1: so all I do is I just ride in their wake. And so if you think about it from, you know, you got an aircraft carrier, you know, zipping down, you know, going through the ocean, that you cannot hide that, right? You can see that coming from miles away. (laughs) And if you're out in the water right nearby, you're going to get dwarfed by its wake what i do i'm zipping around in a speedboat behind it
0: you just attach yourself to the little thing yeah
1: and i just like oh i'm just going to jump through the wake and when it goes through some stuff like cool there's my move there it is and i just take small little chunks again and again and again and again and wherever that if the if the aircraft carrier decides to now turn left cool (laughs) then i'll I'll eventually turn left because it's going to take five miles for that sucker to turn and I'll just, I'll just be playing around in its wake. There's a, um, a great metaphor. Somebody, they talk about the relationship between the economy and the stock market. And most people would think, well, the stock market can only go up if the economy is doing well. And if the economy is doing poorly, then the stock market has to go down. And it's actually not true at all. <clears throat> and there's a great story that somebody put out long and we did a podcast on it, um, I'm not from New York. So I, I, he was using the analogy walking from one of New York to the other. I, I kind of think of it in terms of the country. So if you imagine that you're going to walk somewhere from basically from San Diego to Maine, right? So the lower southwest portion of the U.S. up to the northeast. And if that's the general direction that you're heading, imagine when you're walking, you're walking a dog. And while you're going on this forty-five degree angle, going from San Diego up to Bangor, Maine, or whatever the what, was that Bangor, whatever the capital of Maine is—while you're while you're walking the dog, the dog's bouncing all over the place. And so as your the dog may walk up towards San Francisco, and then turn around and go the other way, and then end up down in I don't know Tucson, and then start going back up north up to Denver, and then back down towards El Paso, and then up towards Chicago, and then back down towards Little Rock, right? And it's bouncing all over the place. In the meantime, the the economy or your path is going from San Diego to Maine, but there's periods of time there where the stock market's going down, even though the economy's going up. And there's periods of time where the stock market is rocking, going up, and the economy is just going at a slow, steady pace. And so you can't mix, just because the economy's doing something doesn't mean the stock market has to go in the same direction or opposite. And if that hopefully that visual made sense, but you once you recognize that, then I don't. That's why I don't get too caught up in what's going on in the news, because the the news really, in my opinion, is meant to get you excited. Right? Watch the. I mean, how boring (laughs) could business (laughs) shit be? And (laughs) you watch CNBC go, oh, next up. I knew you
0: were going to say that.
1: Oh, dude, it's like, come on, man. And, (laughs) And they, but what they're doing, right? They're trying to keep people engaged because they want, yeah. you know, they're getting paid for advertising dollars, right? The guys running the commercials, the fidelities, the brokerage houses, whomever, Yeah, all this stuff, they got to have listeners. So they got to keep it entertaining. Let's, and notice I, they don't put, they don't put big fat, ugly guys on there, right? They put attractive young females because most of the people watching this are male, are male, right? Rightly, wrongly. And so they put something. And even if you put a, a guy up there, you put an attractive, you don't see ugly guys up there, right? If they're working the floor, they're ugly. But if they're the commentator, they're good-looking guys, and so they put something up there that's eye candy to keep you engaged and watching. But they're not going to put some fat, ugly, you know, with with meth scabs, you know, and a big wart with hair growing out of it. Well, <laughs> well if you watch uh,
0: see uh, Kramer, Kramer's show, he's got all these bells and whistles he's yeah. pushing for an yep. hour.
1: Yep, to keep you, <laughs> to keep you stimulated, which is just annoying as hell. <laughs> but but that's what he's doing right and, and listen you know the first 20 minutes of Kramer are great because he's got a the guy's an encyclopedia yeah, he's he's he really smart and then but if you watch the last 20 minutes right his um, Light, lightning round lightning round so some, hey Jim what do you think about ABC stock right? <laughs> And these guys are all like oh and that's an app um, I was told somebody the story the other day you know have you ever gone fishing you're in Miami have you ever gone fishing in your life?
0: I've never gone fishing
1: in my life. Okay, do, I you just say, how, do you know how fishing works? I do know how fishing <laughs> <Okay>. works. <laughs> so you have, you have a pole or a stick and you put some string on it, you put a bait and some string and you drop a worm or fish on there and you drop it in the water. Yes. And if you talk to people that have at least gone fishing once or twice in their life but are not, you know, avid fishermen, if you say, did you catch anything? And they go, well, and, and, oh, you caught small ones. and go, yeah. So what if you think about it from a fish view, the fish is swimming down in the rocks or the weeds or wherever it is. And you drop a piece of bait down there on a hook and you jiggle it around a little bit. And what happens is the fish comes up and it sees the movement and it swims up to check it out. And if you're a lousy fisherman like me, you have to kind of swing the bait around and hope you hit hook the fish. Cause he's never going <laughs> to, he's not going to bite it. Maybe you hook him in the tail or something. Right. And so then you bring it up, right. And it's a small little thing you got to throw back. But the reason that fish got hooked is because he was running around chasing the shiny lure. It's very difficult to catch the big fish because the big fish are smart. They know. And by the way, when you when you do catch that fish, the small one, if you don't throw it back, what do you do? You bring it up and you cut its head off and then you slice it down the middle and you open it up, you peel its guts out and you throw it on a frying pan. Right? How do you think that feels for the fish? Yeah. Not cool. <laughs> <laughs> but the big fish, what they do, right? They see the lure. They may or may not swim over to it because they know that all their buddies in little fish school when they were young are gone because all those guys went over and they checked out the lure and they got pulled up and they're they're on up on a frying pan and they're dead. But the big fish is smarter and he doesn't go chase the lures. And he goes around and he looks for his food. That's not the bright, shiny lure. Well, what happens to all of us, to newbies as investors and traders we swim up to that shiny lure, that crypto app that, oh, I want to try this. I want to do Dogecoin. I want to try this. I'm going to do options. I'm going to do this. They jump all over the place and they get hooked. And what they do is they get pulled out of the water and they get gutted and thrown on a frying pan. In the meantime, the big fish stick down there some more and they're waiting for um, the right bait to come along and they're not chasing the lure that is catching the little fish and if you think of that that metaphor in life that's why all that's why there's so many traders you say i've never met anybody that makes money because the big fish hang out in the depths they're big fish in the ocean it's they're in the river in the stream the lake they're hard to catch but they're out just going i've never seen a big fish there can't be any yeah who, who do you think who do you think eats the little fish <laughs> and the
0: big fish aren't making a lot of noise because they know they know yep. how good.
1: exactly. yep. and so that happens a lot in in the the trading the investing the whatever, right The little fish get pulled up and just get skewered. and the big fish just hang out and wait for their time to strike. They wait for the prom queen. prom queen goes up boom. and when they chase the fish to eat one, they expect to win. Trading's got all these great metaphors in life, man. It's so cool.
0: Well, I see. I see. That's why you. That's why you take the uh, the. Was it the blue pill? Right. You, yeah, you Exactly. Set, experience yep. all this other stuff. Yep. So, uh, give us something, because uh, I know a lot of listeners are, are probably wondering. Because you, we, we've talked about. They don't. They don't have to see your your bank statements to know that this is this is something that you obviously do. Um, they can go to investing from the beach and, and learn more and go to profits on wall Street, right? Investingfromthebeach.com, profits on wall dot com uh, to learn more. But what can somebody do after they listen to this episode? What can they do right now to get on the path to where you are if that's their goal, right? To earning time freedom from the stock market. What could somebody do? Starting today or tomorrow to st- at least start walking the path, the, the, regardless of how long the, the journey is.
1: So the stock market path, sh- shameless plug. You can, I mean, go, we do a podcast. Um, <laughs> is that what uh, you shameless plug?
0: No, I just, I just threw out the website, both websites. So yeah, no, I, wa- no. I want you to give us, give them something that they can do right this second.
1: So, um, I do a podcast. Um, I retired at about 40, walked away from a job. There's a guy that I met. Um, I'd been, I was literally about two years from leaving. He was eight, about 20 at the time. Um, he retired when he was 30 and people came up, came up to me and came up to him over the years, man, I want to do what you do. Tell us how. (laughs) And so one of the guys that I taught in this class is a, like an OG guy in the podcast world. And he came up and he said, you guys ought to make a podcast. I didn't know what the hell a podcast was. And so, um, so the guy's name's also Chris, he and I do a podcast called investing from the beach. He's about 20 years younger than I am. So he's about 40. I'm, I'm, I'd scare to say, dude, I can see 60 and 60 is no longer old. Just so you know, I can (laughs) remember I was 28, right? When I I was at your age, when I started learning the stock market. Right. So I look back on you and like, oh, I remember. Um, and so you, if you want to get into it, once you get serious about it, you can do it before you're 40, no problem. Right. If you stick to it and do and they say well i want to get there in two or three years it ain't gonna happen right because there's too much baggage and programming that you have inside of you around money that you're not aware of yet that the stock market will bring to the surface and it's an ugly process yeah but so we do a uh, we do a podcast and go find us about it there find a found uh, find out about us there investing from the com. um there's also a class that I teach. You can find it on that website. If you just click around, it's up there. Or if you go to the website, it's called profitsonwallstreet.com. In there, there's a, um, uh, it's about five hours. It's the first session of the class. I just put it online so you can listen to it. So think of it like a five hour podcast and take a listen. I've had so many people come back. And so, whether they take the class or not, <clears throat> they look and go, dude, there's so much content in there. It's all about how to think stuff. And it's not woo woo spiritual, you know, let's all sit around and chant and, you know, talk about the secret and maybe it'll all come true. It's not that type of stuff. It's more about, you got to be aware of what's running through your head. You've got negative voices in your head. You know, it's emotions. And emotions are just random thoughts that pop up in your head and you have to learn to be aware of those voices. Um, for a while, they're just going to be random. After a while, you learn to be the voice and to control the voice or to, quiet, the doubting, skeptical voice. Um, And some of that voice comes from people around you. So you're going to hear Nate, and we talked before about allies and friends. You're going to have people around you that will discount and discourage you from doing this, whether it's stock trading, real estate, it doesn't matter. They're going to say, because they haven't done it, they know it's not possible. Just like the guy said in the middle of outer Mongolia that there's no way an airplane can fly, right? Seven miles in the air at 500 miles an hour with 200 people aboard. Because he's never experienced it. And so you got to be aware that the negative thoughts in your head are either coming from your, could be your upbringing, something happened to you as a young adult, stuff you've heard, whatever it is, there's nothing, nothing embarrassing about it. We've all got it, but you got to be aware of that stuff and figure out how you recognize it and then start to scrub it. And it's painful. I don't want everyone, anyone to think that trading in the stock market is easy. It's going to kick your ass like nothing has ever kicked your ass before. But if you're up for the challenge, it is effing awesome. It really, really is life-changing, but it's an ass kicker along the way. There's a lot of corpses along the way and learn to do this along the road. But there's also not a lot of people on that road because it's such the ass kicker. People get frustrated and they quit. So you got to, you know, I should have said that in the first five minutes, like this is going (laughs) to kick your ass.
0: Well, I mean, you, you want to sell people. I know you're a master salesman, but want to sell people on it, not scare them away, right?
1: No, you do want to scare them away. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, I'd rather scare them away. It's the, um, yeah, because it's not, you know, if you want something easy, stay at a job.
0: Jobs are easy.
1: Yeah, jobs are easy. Um, but is that really going to give you the freedom that you want? You know, the ultimate freedom, if you think about, it is is going to jail, right? Because you got a roof over your head, guaranteed roof. You got a bed to sleep in. You got three hot meals every day. But in do, that's the ultimate security, but you give up your freedom. And if you want freedom, right, you're going to have to bust your ass for it. Um, there, I don't know, have you read the book Winning by uh, Tim Grover just came out? Uh, no, no, I haven't read it. Oh, awesome book. And what he talks about it, you think of winning is kind of like this little, it's like a fish that you're chasing, right? It dances around and you think you got it and then poof, it squirts away. <laughs> It's an incredible mindset book. I'm about three quarters of the way through it. I I, I, can, I know it'll be the very next three books I read. I'll read it again and again and again. Yeah. Some cool things in there.
0: Maybe it'll make the book list.
1: <laughs> uh, I'll put it on there. I definitely will. I haven't put it up there yet. What he's referring to is I've got a, uh, on the websites, I've got a couple of book lists. They're, I think they're the same book list up there, but there's some great insight in that, in Tim Grover's book. Tim Grover winning. Cool. I went long-winded Did I answer that last question I don't know if I said or
0: no you, I no, you did you you go to you go to the you go to the the, the uh the podcast and that's a good place to start because you're mm-hmm. getting the you're getting the 95 <clears> percent
1: <throat> right and, what it's all about if it grabs you great and if it doesn't grab you awesome yeah <laughs> right and it, it really is one of those if you have doubt on this uh, mm-hmm. and all seriously don't do it because the stock market is a very very um it, it, it is not nice. <laughs> it's, it's not win. real estate is win-win, you know, you, you, you want to buy a house. I want to sell a house. Uh oh, great. You know, I want to get rid of it. You want to buy it. Cool. You want to rent it out. Awesome. I want to be rid of it. So there's win-win, right? Buyer wins, seller wins, real estate agent wins. brokerage wins, mortgage guy wins, Home Depot wins because they got to rehab it. Everybody wins in the stock market. It's predator and prey. You either eat lunch or you, or mean, a you got a cheetah that's got his mouth on your butt and he's chewing and you're trying to get away. And if that excites you, you'll love the stock market. If that scares you, don't do the stock market.
0: Well, Chris, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks for joining us and scaring us away in the last uh, 15 <laughs> minutes. Uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us at investingfromthebeach.com and profitsonwallstreet.com.
1: I appreciate the invite. Thanks very much. It was fun.
0: Okay, before you go, go check out his podcast, Investing from the Beach, and grab the free session of his class on InvestingFromTheBeach.com or you go to uh, ProfitsOnWallStreet.com. You can grab the free first session of his class, which, I mean, I've listened to that at least 30 times all the way through. It's an hour plus of audio. I downloaded it directly to my phone just for convenience sake. Tune in tomorrow for the Mindset Saturday episodes we always do. And also, the winner of the giveaway uh, is going to be announced on Monday. Right, all the draw, all the entries are done. They were done on the fifteenth. Uh, I'm going through them again, grabbing the content that I need out of it because, again, this is to help me make better content for you. And on Monday, I will announce the winner of the giveaway. This has been your host, Alice Cunningham, saying I had a really fun week doing that interview with you and sharing that with you. Um, we had some exciting stuff with the Fed happening in the stock market. I'm excited. I'll see you tomorrow. And remember. As you begin searching for answers to life's challenges, don't seek security. Seek adventure.